Futa's Network. Hi, this is Devin Turek from the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another issue of Hero Man and Psychic Boy. In this episode, the host's main topic of conversation is the series Star Slammers. We hope you enjoy the show. In a trick in a book and I bake there All that I can find Superman or Green Lantern ain't got Another no mean Hello and welcome to issue 18 of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. My name is Ian Clark and I'm joined as always by my faithful co-host, the fall guy himself, Mr. Andrew Howard. Andy, how are you? Um, I'm making um, all those uh, action stars look cool. <laughs> I was trying to remember the exact line, and, I, and it slipped out of me because I used to watch that show all the time. Uh, uh, makes uh, Eastwood such a star. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. The great yeah. Lee Majors. Uh, not really a comic book connection, but I, I think kind of in a way he was he was kind of a comic book uh, type of character on that show, The Fall Guy. I remember the the truck was a big star of that uh, <laughs> of that show, and uh, was it Heather Locklear? Was she the? Yeah, that yeah, was her. Yeah. Book? yeah. That that is one that I could see coming back as a comic. I could see that coming back as a show because they're bringing back everything now. I saw there's a new Magnum PI. Yeah, um, I think they're making him too like cool, like too adventurous to be cool, like to make him cool. Whereas what made Tom Selleck cool was just Tom Selleck. Like, right, right. I, I think it's one of those things where, like, I don't remember any action in Magnum PI. <laughs> right. I just remember a guy with a giant mustache and a and like a grumpy old British guy. Like, yeah, it was, and, it was and they made her. Yeah, they made her a female this time to add some sexual tension to, which is just so which contrived. Is, yeah, again, they're trying too hard to make it cool. What was cool was an old British dude. And an American with a giant mustache. Like, <laughs> in a that's, cool all car. that's all you needed back then. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and really needed was a cool car. The thing that I don't get, too, is that, uh, I mean, how, how much detective work is there really to do on an island? You know, I mean, is there I-5-0's got not only did it get rebooted, but it also lasted quite a while, too. So yeah, there is apparently an awful lot of crime out there. <laughs> Wow. I wonder how Hawaii feels about those uh, those shows. Yeah, yeah, but that's also like a lot of murders in uh, anywhere Jessica Fletcher goes. <laughs> right, that was suspicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, these are all shows I've never watched. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, no, I never watched And you would have thought I would have at least tried Murder, She Wrote, because it was set in Maine. But, um, oh, my mom used to watch it all the time. Yeah, I think my I think my grandmother liked that one a lot. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about comic books like we normally do. Uh, we are at the tail end of September, just getting into that awesome time of the year. I love October. That's my favorite month and Halloween and all that stuff. So we'll have to maybe do something accordingly next month for uh, either read this or the somebodies or something we'll figure something out uh we have a couple things to talk about before we get into the regular sections the first thing that we were thinking of discussing is the first photos of joaquin phoenix as the joker in the joker standalone movie have been released uh to i would probably generously say mixed reviews i I think overall everything i've seen has been kind of negative but yeah i don't know what do you what do you think andy i didn't read a lot of reviews i watched that it's weird because they say it's a screen test, but they totally turned it into a trailer, which again, what, what a career uh, somebody has making trailers for (laughs) movies. What I think is most interesting about it is it's, it's, it is more of a Joker centric story and the it's much more of a clown face again. So not so much just kind of makeup. Cause I think with, the Michael Keaton um, Batman with uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You got that. It's like a, it's, it's more makeup chemical, not clown. And you really got the clown sense from this. So that's, that's an interesting kind of twist on that. It should be, it should be good to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment because it's, you know, it's just the appearance. And I understand that now we've seen, 
you know, we've sat while well, actually going all the way back to Cesar Romero in the in the live action show from the 60s. We've seen him. We've seen Nicholson. We've seen Heath Ledger. We've seen uh, what's his name from Suicide Squad? Um, oh, Jared Leto. Yeah, uh, we've seen all of those. So they're trying to distinguish it, which I understand. I'm not I'm not crazy about the look, but ultimately it's going to come down to is the story any good? It, you know, is is Joaquin Phoenix? How does he handle the role? And I like him a lot. I think he's great. So, him as the choice for the Joker for the part, I think, is good. And the you know the makeup and stuff is all kind of secondary. We'll we'll see where they go with it. But you know, overall with that stuff, I'm usually I'd prefer to take a wait and see, and and figure out you know make my decisions from the final product. Yeah, and again, I I don't really get upset when they try to take things out of continuity and and do something new with it that's actually one of my favorite things in in comic books as well um i I think i get a little i think i get a little more upset when they just try to tell me they're rebooting the whole thing rather than just telling kind of a, a what if type of story and that that's how i look at this possible kind of joker tale is kind of more of a, a what if or a, a version of a joker and i like that i like i like be, people being able to take creative license with an existing character i you know one of the things i came across this week when i was looking through comicsology i thought it was another new one but it was remember last year when we read uh klaus they you know that was that is an iconic character that somebody kind of told a new story with and i don't I don't like Santa Claus any less because <laughs> I, I read that, you know, but it's, I think it's somebody who has a great imagination. So like you said, it's going to come down to the story and that's what I'm really hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we uh, wanted to touch on that. And the other thing we wanted to talk about is unfortunately a bit of sad news just breaking a couple hours before we recorded is that uh, renowned Batman comic artist uh norm breifogel has passed away at the age of 58 and uh i his run with alan grant uh as the writer from uh, it was like the mid to late 80s through the mid 90s i think uh their their run together is one of my favorite batman runs i don't think there were a ton of what you would call the iconic storylines from then, but I, I think what you did have with that team was an incredibly consistent run of entertaining comics, and that's uh, I was reading Batman fairly regularly in the early to mid '90s, and then a lot of those from the uh, '87 to '95. That was his run. Just looking it up here, uh, that '87 to to early '90s phase, you can pick those books up a lot in the back issue bins and a lot of times i would get you know if i if I, i'm at a show or, or a comic shop and i come across a run of issues that all go together i'll i'll pick them up because you know it's nice to have a, a good chunk uh you know rather than picking things up haphazardly if there's a nice run of you know eight to ten or more issues i'll grab them and so by doing that i ended up with a lot of their run on batman and i i just i i really i really liked it i like i said it was real solid month in and month out and they really you know they were able to contribute a lot uh they introduced a couple of characters uh the ventriloquist was theirs who he he made some appearances in the animated show and so yeah he was on he was on batman for six years from 87 to 93 and then detective comics from 87 to 90 um he also was there when they introduced uh tim drake the, the Robin after Jason Todd. So, uh, and then shadow of the bat, which was one of my favorite Batman, uh, titles that he, he worked on that for a couple of years as well. So, and they also had, um, uh, Brian Stelfreeze was doing some great painted covers on shadow of the bat. So just, uh, I, I was sad to hear that cause I, I really enjoyed his work on Batman. Yeah. Um, I, I knew there was someone else that I wanted to mention in terms of kind of l- losing another one kind of from the silver age of comics. And I think it, it got a little overlooked with the passing of uh, uh, Steve Ditko. One of the things with comics is you don't, you don't often hear about kind of female writers and artists. Um, it's, it was very, uh, still is to i think a a large extent a kind of a boy's world but marie severin 
Um, and the only reason I really remember her is because she did some of the art for Doctor Strange, uh, some of the coloring, um, and that's and Stan Lee kind of gave her her first big break with Marvel, uh, doing some of the Strange Tale stuff with Doctor Strange. But she passed away at the end of it was the end of September. But again, we're we're recording or at the end of August. But this is our kind of September show, so that was the one I was trying to remember because she's uh, she co-created Spider Woman. So kind of did the original costume for her as well. So, um, but yeah, that was one, that was another one and she's an Eisner award winner. But again, it's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of times everybody just assumes it's always kind of guys doing stuff out there, but there are great female artists and writers out there. And it's, it's kind of sad to see one of the, and she was one of the originals, um, see them go. Yeah, that's right. Good, good on you for, uh, remembering that too i i had seen that she had passed and um you're right it was a little while ago so it had slipped my mind so um i'm glad that you were able to bring that up and uh, and pay tribute to her too that's good thank you yeah all right well on the off the sad stuff and now we'll, we'll go talk about some comic books nice nice <laughs> all right got it 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 Okay, so welcome into the poll list where we discuss our current reads, and I think I'm all caught up. I don't have a ton of books right now because Astro City is done, and I'm reading Star Wars and Star Wars Darth Vader and The Walking Dead, and I think that's it for monthly books. I really need to I need to pick up a few more because. That just doesn't feel like it's it's enough. And I will say quickly, I'll, I'll let you go into here in a sec, but I'll just say since I mentioned it, I think I'm done with The Walking Dead. I, th- I think I'm all done. Wow. Um, yeah, I just it's not it's not bad, but it's not good. It's not. I'm I'm just I don't I don't care anymore. It went from the top of my reading pile when I would get my books to the bottom. And again, I'm only reading three different books, but still. Um, yeah, I just I I'm just not invested anymore. I I find myself I used to know immediately when I picked it up. I I would be like, oh okay, I know exactly where it left off last time, and now I don't. I have to read the little inside cover blurb that catches you up on what just happened, and then I'm like, oh okay, that's right. So that generally to me is the sign that I'm not enjoying a book. So I think I'm uh, I think I'm ready to to cut it free, and I I gave up on the TV show a while ago too. So. I think uh, I think wow. I'm done. I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, so, and again, the current storyline's not bad. I just uh, I'm just not engaged. So, I think that means it's time to be done. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, that's interesting because that's that's one you've really read for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I I think I started with issue ten, maybe ten or eleven, because uh, I remember being able to pick up the first collected uh trade paperback and it had the ones i was missing so i think that was probably probably 11 was where i started so yeah that's a that's a long time but um you know i've i've and i I, who knows i may come back to it too you know i know kirkman says he's got through 200 or more issues and they're i mean they're actually nearing 200 anyway so i may come back to it circle back and see what's going on but but for right now i i think i'm i think i'm ready to be done well, you know, that's one too, that, you know, eventually they'll, you know, they do collect those ones. So it's not, it's not like you won't have an opportunity to, uh, kind of come back at some point and, and, and read it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm not, it's not like I'm walking away forever and they're, you know, they won't allow me to read it again because I'm leaving, you know? So, uh, Yes. Oh no, Ian, you better watch out. We're not sure. <laughs> Maybe there are some thought police out there. There. That's true. I have no idea. Us. I have no idea what you know. Robert Kirkman has a lot of pulls, so yeah, there may be yeah, there may be someone monitoring the podcast, and I'll be blacklisted. My name will be up like in comic book shops. They'll say like, "Do not sell this man Walking Dead." So. Good thing there's no uh, there's no resale uh, market for comic books anywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, but and the only other two I have are Star Wars Invader, so I'll, I'll let you talk about some, and then we'll circle back to Star Wars Invader, and I'll try to stop saying circle back. Um, it's okay. I don't mind the word circle back at all. So I was mentioning kind of at, at the beginning, well, me and Ian were kind of getting ready for the show that 
Um, one of the things I like to do is that I like to try out kind of new, new comics here and there. Um, and I'll often kind of be on a series for a while and I'll, I'll really give it an effort, uh, in many cases. Um, and some, you know, I really kind of like to stick with and I, and I keep going, but there's a number of them that this month, um, just the, it, it usually is like two issues in a row where I'm just like, now nah, it's, it's not. It's not doing it for me. You know, I, I was giving it a try. So, you know, while they were good reads, uh, ones like Ice Cream Man, uh, Domino, uh, just aren't kind of holding me there. And the one I'm most disappointed about, G.I. Joe. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Although, technically, this month, they've, they started renumbering them. Uh, oh, no, sorry. They, it might be a special, I guess. Uh, but... The last one, there's so much Dr. Venom in it, and it's weird. It's kind of like, although this one was very interesting because they did do a throwback all the way to uh, the issue with um, Quinn the Eskimo and Snake Eyes. But there's like two or three versions of Snake Eyes. You know, Dr. Venom exists only in a computer. He was possessing <laughs> mind of dr mindbender like zartan zartan helps the gi joes out like i just i don't it's not there's so many characters that i think they they need to do kind of what marvel used to do is just when you got when you got too many people in the x-men you just spin them off and you don't talk about the people that aren't in it anymore um <laughs> right. give them their own comics so yeah, so it's it's been tough. There's been some that like did like, you know I really had hope for, um, but you know haven't been enjoying. But I'm still enjoying some of my other ones like Doctor Afra. Um, still loving that. Um, liking what they're doing with Doctor Strange uh, right now as well. The second issue of Fantastic Four came out in September, and they they did something neat with with that. Um, and I'm looking forward to more issues of that. Um, something that I've been reading for a very well, not well. So four years, I guess, because it's on issue 38, Black Science, they're going to be bringing that to an end. So that's kind of sad because um, that's, you know, that's like four years worth of every month reading that. Uh, but, you know, to replace it, I found neat new things like uh, The Siege, uh, which is set in kind of a medieval castle setting. Neat new one called Cemetery Breach. That's a Warren Ellis. That's kind of neat. There's a it's the premise is there was an alternate dimension where we just that we discovered kind of in the in the 20s and a bunch of a bunch of people kind of inhabited it and have been trying to keep it sealed off from the rest of our world so that's kind of interesting but i'll say right now my absolute favorite thing that they're doing i love i love the old amalgam comics uh i love kind of alternates they're doing infinity warps uh, I was talking to you a little bit about this last night, Ian. Soldier Supreme. It's a yeah. This this sounded really cool to me. So Soldier Supreme. It's a it's a mix of Captain America and um, um, Doctor Strange. So it's a it's a great little concept in my mind. Uh, it's a neat kind of thing. I'm not gonna kind of get into how they end up there. Um, some of Marvel's already talked about some of the other ones they're doing, um, Iron Hammer. So Thor and Iron yeah. Man, uh, and they're doing a Moon Knight and Spider-Man combination. They're also doing a Scarlet Witch and X-23, which I'll take a look at cause I really like the Scarlet Witch character. So it's just a neat little concept. These are all going to be one-offs. It's, it's again, one of those things where Marvel likes to create these kind of pocket universes and alternate universes. I love it. That's, you know, back to the discussion we were having before about Joker. I, I love when they can show some imagination and do something like this. Like, you know, you don't have to make it canon. Just make it, make it fun. Have a good story. Let it run for a little while and then fold it back in, you know, or in this case, unfold it. Because um, <laughs> right. uh, that's what they're doing. So, and I've got a bunch of others in there that I, I read too. I'm kind of excited to see what they do with some of these and then how that kind of relates to the larger kind of Marvel Infinity Wars uh, that's taking place right now. Yeah, so this this Infinity Warp thing, is it, am I going to be lost if I jump in? Because it, it sounds really cool to me. So, um, So, is there a good starting point? 
the 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 Infinity Soldier, um, they're not like you don't have to know the rest of the story because I don't know the rest of the story. So it it basically kind of assumes that um, instead of getting a serum at the beginning, he actually the 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 doctor was actually a witch. Uh, oh, okay, that's a cool twist. Yeah. So, and it it basically tells you, you know, Gamora is. They have a intro page like Gamora is playing with the Infinity Stones, and again, Marvel. Like, if you just go anywhere and read what's happening in Infinity Wars, like Marvel will basically say what's going on. So, yeah, Gamora has collected the Infinity Stones, granting her power beyond belief. Determined to keep the stones to prevent anyone from standing in her way, Gamora made one simple move. That would change everything. She folded the universe in half. In this universe, Gamora's creation, uh, incredible new heroes and villains exist, unaware of their warped origins. So, like, you really don't need to know. And they do some awesome stuff. Because you have two very cool sets of sidekicks for Captain America and Doctor Strange. So you got Wong on the Doctor Strange size. And you have, you know, Dum Dum and some of the other... Um, Howling Commandos. Howling Commandos. And they do something really neat with that, uh, which I'm not going to spoil because that was probably one of the best parts of reading this. And I don't want to spoil spoil that part of it. Um, I haven't I haven't read the uh, Iron Hammer. That just came out this week. And I think some of the other ones are still probably set to come out. So I think what you're going to get is these probably eventually bleed into how do you kind of unfold the universe but the starting story on this one, you don't need to, you don't need anything. You just need to kind of enjoy the the mix up that it is. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll pick that up. That sounds cool. You want to talk about uh, Star Wars Invader? Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. So uh, let's start with Star Wars. I I really liked the current story arc uh, and what's going on, and and I'm just really happy i've mentioned this before but the way that they're taking the new movies like rogue one especially and uh using continuity and characters and things like that that were introduced there and using them in the comic like we we see general draven uh from the rebel alliance we see you know just so much more about how the mon calamari fleet comes into the rebellion and uh they they've done just some really cool things with um you know, with, with tying everything together. And I just really like it because it, it feels very organic. None of it feels forced. Uh, so I've been really enjoying the um, the regular Star Wars book. I, I think it had a couple of issues, you know, a, a few months back where I was like, yeah, that storyline wasn't great, but, uh, but it's kind of come back strong. And I, I just really like what they're doing. I do feel like there's maybe a little bit too many of the, close calls between like Luke and Vader and Leia and Vader and stuff like that, that I, I wish those were toned down and that they were not so frequent because it just feels, I don't know what kind of strains. And again, obviously we're talking, you know, comic books and star Wars here. So there's the suspension of disbelief anyway, but I, I feel like it strains the credibility a little bit when you, when you keep having these near misses between these characters and stuff, because you know, obviously that, that Luke and Vader won't cross paths until, Empire Strikes Back, uh, but it does make me wonder if they're leading into Empire, and and they'll take us right up to setting up on Hoth, and then maybe jump ahead because there's I mean there's a finite amount of time in between New Hope and uh, Empire. I believe the the in canon the official timeline is three years past, so there's only so many stories you can tell. This this series can't go on for you know, 200 issues all fitting in that timeline. It's just not possible. So I, I really welcome them starting to scout for planets and stuff like that. And, and us, you know, maybe seeing how they end up on Hoth and all of that. So I, I just really like what's going on with it right now. So I, I wondered uh, what your take was on the, on the current star Wars book. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I do feel sometimes like the close things between Vader uh, and Luke and Vader and Leia are, are wonky. I don't mind as much with Han because you figure Han is kind of, you know, he's ex-imperial. He's, you know, he's, um, 
he's looking, you know, he's a smuggler. He's out there, you know, he, you know, at the, you know, when he's on Bestman, he instantly recognizes Vader. Like, you know, you don't, you don't just try your blaster on somebody like without, without kind of recognizing who it is. Like that's And that's one of my favorite Han Solo moments in, in the trilogy is there's zero hesitation. He just, he just draws on him and uh, which I really like. I was, I was, which means you need to know who he is. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's, you know, you've got to, you've got to know at that point. I'm only at, I, there's actually, I just realized I'm, I'm behind two issues on star Wars. I didn't even realize. Um, oh, so, okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't really spoil I, I, anything. No, you didn't spoil anything, but I'm on 52 basically. So they're up to, I think 54 just came out this week. So, Oh, okay. I, I didn't, if that would have been today then. So I, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't read that one either. But um, yeah, I'm really liking that, and and man, Vader just continues to impress me. I uh, oh yeah, I I really love what's going on with Vader because again, it's tying into the the new movies. And in Rogue One, we saw Vader's uh, castle on Mustafar, and now we're we're learning all about him. You know why he's choosing to to have his like his his whole own personal place there and um you get to see I don't want to spoil it but you get to see a cool ship come back and what happens to that is kind of cool too and there there's just a there, there's a neat juxtaposition going on too because you he's been assigned uh the emperor allows him to choose where he wants to set up his you know his own personal place and so he chooses Mustafar, and then the emperor assigns him essentially like a like a uh, uh, an architect that's got to try and figure out what Vader's this aesthetic is, which sounds kind of silly, but the way that it's done, I thought was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I think also too, they're they're playing up on that idea, like how would you know Vader betray the emperor, um, and I think. I think they're doing a good job of kind of setting setting a lot of behind the scenes kind of groundwork for that um, to kind of have that kind of fit in um, that maybe, you know, what, you know, what he's doing isn't necessarily, you know, that far off from what his character actually is, at least according to the, you know, the, the stuff that we see here in, um, in the comics. Yeah. I, I yeah I just I just I'm really liking it I I hope that it continues you know at this at this good pace and we're you know with these real strong storylines because I I feel like there is a ton of stuff between unlike between a new hope and empire when you when you've got a small period of time there's a big chunk of time between revenge of the sith and a new hope and so you know there's there's about 20 years in there to work with and how is the Vader that we see just created at the end of Revenge of the Sith? How does he get to the point of where we see him in A New Hope twenty years later? You know, there, there's a lot of ground to cover in there, and um, I just, I, I just really like it, and I, I hope they keep up with it because I think it's, uh, I think it's been really strong. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm enjoying it immensely. So, um, yeah, and again, like I said, I think anything we can kind of see in this star Wars universe is, is fantastic. You know, like I said, I've been enjoying Dr. Afra quite a bit. So, you know, anything that we get to see from, from that standpoint is, is awesome with me. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, that was all I had. Cause that's all I'm reading. So, uh, is there, is there any others you wanted to talk about? The only other ones I want to mention, you know, just kind of along the same lines. Um, so, you know, I do still read a, a ton of different stuff. Uh, I've still been enjoying the the completion of kind of a one-off series built in the old man uh, Logan universe, old man Hawkeye, because it takes that old man Logan storyline and gives you a lot more background as to how it happened, how certain heroes survived, how villains got into power. So I've really, really been enjoying that. And then another one that I've really, really liked, it's really kind of dark, is one called Shanghai Red. So Shanghai Red tells the story, basically, you, you know the term Shanghai, right? You know, yep. that you basically, somebody slipped you a Mickey, 
you know, put you on a ship and then you're, the ship's out at sea, you're, you're, and that ship's not coming back for a year, you know? So it's the story of a woman who, to support her family, kind of dresses like a man, takes some kind of jobs as a man in the Pacific Northwest, lumberjack and stuff, and gets shanghaied um, and basically bides her time and then breaks free in a in a fairly violent manner and then plots basically revenge to go back and get the people that shanghaied her but it's not it's not one of those things where okay now she's ready to go and every time she goes out to get her revenge she's successful like she still gets the crap kicked out of her every once in a while and it but it's 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 pretty dark um but like i said i i think it's a great story so i i keep I keep reading it, and again, it's 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 from Image. It wasn't even by an an uh, an uh, a writer that I knew really well, uh, but I just gave it a gave it a try. Um, Christopher Sabella, uh, two time Eisner nominated writer. Um, I don't really know what else. There's not looking at the other stuff he's done. There's not a lot of stuff that I've I've read, but I like it. I like the story. It's kind of a different type of story so um i've been really enjoying that but that's one that i kind of look at for i look forward to every month as something kind of special to read nice that sounds cool i also did pick up the first three issues of cosmic uh ghost rider based <laughs> on your um your recommendation and <laughs> i loved it i haven't read the third one yet but it's so it's so crazy like i was explaining it after D last week i was explaining it to matt and he was like that sounds so stupid and i was like it does but it's awesome <laughs> the third <laughs> one wait till you see the even the cover of the third one is awesome yeah i gotta i, I forgot to to download that one and uh, and read it because that's when i was getting on comiXology so i'll yeah, yeah i'll definitely have to jump in because i really did like that. i'm glad you liked it that's cool it it's so crazy that it's good now what did you think of the artwork like because i think that was one complaint i had i i wasn't crazy about the artwork uh i'm not crazy about it but it's not it's not the worst style ever for me so yeah, uh, yeah it's not a deal breaker for me but I, I just didn't i didn't care for it oh my god i'm just looking at the car <laughs> yeah oh my god the the characters that they that they created is is absolutely hilarious i think because of what the premise of the story is i don't mind the the comics the uh the art style yeah, yeah. That well, just the 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 thing that sold me, and I was like, I was like, I got to keep going. Is just that image of of a Ghost Rider slash Frank Castle on a flying motorcycle zipping through space with baby Thanos strapped to his chest and like a baby. <laughs> I'm like that. That image itself is so insane. How can I not read this book? You know what it's. You know what's very reminiscent of. It's very reminiscent of um... Lobo. Well, Lobo, but also some of the better Deadpool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like some of the better Deadpool where you really have, you know, some like kind of just ridiculous storylines. Like when they redid the series like four or five years ago and there was a necromancer that raised the dead presidents and basically they hired Deadpool to go back and kill the dead presidents. (laughs) Like... It was awesome because he's just like, because you can have really funny panels with funny writing while he's basically punching uh, a zombie Teddy Roosevelt in the face. <laughs> like, and at that point, now it, that was still a more traditional art style, but at the same time, I can handle like the art being a little silly too because it's Deadpool punching Teddy Roosevelt in the face. So, like, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, you definitely get three because, yeah, yeah, what they have on there is pretty funny. Nice. All right, anything uh, anything else in the pull list? I'm sure there's more. Um, I always have more. Like I, like I said, I, I probably pull down four to five comics every week, so um, yeah, I just, I have a tendency to talk, talk more about the ones I really like. Okay. All right, then we will move on. Currently, humanity looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love, 
Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. It is entitled, Naturan de Manto, roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. All right, welcome into Read This, where we discuss a trade paperback or a series or an arc or something like that that we've recommended to you guys to read along with us. Sometimes it's something we've read and really love. Sometimes it's something we've heard about and want to check out. And it was Andy's pick this last time, so I'm going to let him introduce Star Slammers. Yeah, so Star Slammers is something I came across a, a couple of years ago. Um, is it actually what what it really looked like to me was you know characters almost out of the the 40k universe um i i I definitely got that vibe as well yep yeah uh but what's neat is they're they're it's really not that that's just what it what it kind of looked like to me at first but what i realized after kind of reading through it it's it has an interesting kind of publication history. It's created by Walt Simonson. It's written by Walt Simonson. He's the artist in it as well. Um, and what's neat about it is some of the original ideas for it he had while he's at the Rhode Island School of Design. And it was, it was basically a, a class project. And I just think it's really neat that a, a cool comic came out of this idea of um, the you know, a, a school project basically, but you know, it has some, you know, it's, it has some other kind of, um, beginning elements to it as well, but it really led me down a road of like, you know, thinking about here's this guy, like here's this guy who gets into comics by, you know, being interested in, you know, uh, science fiction and, you know, but is a, is an artist and stuff. And it was, it was just a really neat, a uh, little story, and then I just love the i. I just think it's a, it's very kind of it is pulpy uh, a little bit, uh, just in the sense of like just when you think the character is defeated, like oh he instantly has this thing that he can do. It almost reminded me at times of the old Batman TV show where he just <laughs> right. pulls something, literally pulls something out of his belt. Like <laughs> yeah. that made absolutely no sense. That happens a lot in Star Slammers as well, but a really cool story. It also reminded me a lot of Dune because you have this kind of planet that is subjugated. Um, and the people on the planet are, you know, they're kind of mentally strong and physically fit because, and they've had to kind of hide from their oppressors and stuff. And, and they don't like they're, they're kind of overlooked and they have like a, a revenge plan that lasts like years and years. Like, uh, so it's a, it's a, I think it's a really neat story. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I like I, overall, I liked it, but it was I, at certain points. I, I felt, my, felt myself saying, I, I don't really know what's going on. It was, uh, there were sometimes, I think I got overwhelmed a little bit with new characters being introduced and, um, and all that ki- type of stuff. And there were a lot of flashbacks. And so, there were there were a few instances where I was like, I, I, I should probably go back and try and figure out what's going on, but I'm just going to push on. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I liked the overall concept and I, I think it's fascinating to see the early work and early ideas of somebody like Walt Simonson who went on to do so many iconic things with, with Thor and some of the other uh, comics that he worked on. So it's neat to see that kind of genesis of not only his artwork, but his storytelling and his pacing and his, um, you know, ability to tell a story visually and, and all that type of stuff. I really found that made it really worthwhile for me because I enjoyed seeing things and being like, okay, I you can see this is like where he would evolve to later. You could see a few things were like, oh, this is kind of like the work of a of an early artist who's 
you know, trying to stretch his legs a little bit and, and feel his way through some, you know, some of these types of uh, compositions and things like that. So I, uh, I really enjoyed it for that aspect of it, but I, I will admit that the story was sometimes, I don't know, maybe I needed to slow down with it or, or whatever, but the, sometimes the story was a little lost on me. Yeah. So, and this is the second time I've read it. And the, and the other thing too, that makes it confusing too, is how they kind of collected it too. It's an IDW collection that at least the what's available on Comixology Unlimited, cha-ching. Um, <laughs> so that, that makes it interesting too. So it's, it's designed much more as a art book at times. Uh, that's the only way I can kind yeah, of describe no. it. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. I think that's, I think that's fair. Right. So it's, it does, it does make the story a little bit, you know, the details get, I I guess I, I I guess I'm willing to overlook the details because I, there's something about that art style too. Um, and I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, I don't know what else it's even like. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where parts of it are over the top, but then other parts are very, kind of simplistic as well um but i i, I yeah, love it's, it it's it's almost like the same amount of time and effort wasn't put into every panel like like it's like all right this one i'm you know i'm, I'm going crazy with detail and things like that and other ones it's like i just want to convey what's going on here and move on yeah yeah and again it, it is i think yeah part of it is is that it starts with a backstory that isn't entirely clear and then all of a sudden it jumps way into deep into another story that you're not even sure how you how you got there to to start out with right and you and you start off too and you're like are these are these even good guys like are we is this a whole whole anti-hero book is it you know so that was kind of interesting to see too so um but it was neat i i'm this is one of those where I'm, I'm glad you, cause I never would have picked this up on my own. I don't think so. I, I'm always glad when, when we get to do ones like this, cause it, it kind of opens up, you know, new area. And, uh, you know, again, I like Walt Simonson and everything. It just, I just think probably looking at the premise and being like, Oh, this was something he did, you know, early on and, and that type of thing. I, I probably would have passed it over. So I'm actually really glad that we checked it out. Right. It's, it's one of those things too, where I don't think it was ever designed to be, more than it was uh like right right you know you 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 do the self-contained and and you're done like but there's a lot of storytelling in it like these panels are jammed like (laughs) with stuff um and and colorful too a lot of really great use of color yeah yeah like there's real, real vibrant stuff in there um and a little bit of tna uh yeah, yeah. which uh, again early you know early artist yeah uh, i think that's probably to be expected right but yeah to me it's it was just a great and it does it, it does feel very pulpy and you know there's this and, and i swear to god like i don't know who he used as his model for the main star slammer in there but that guy just looks like somebody's uncle <laughs> right yeah yeah he, does. he has a flat top haircut uh he's like in his face there's nothing distinguishing about his face like it's just a very plain face he he literally looks like somebody's uncle yeah like yeah. And but he's also that that uncle that you're afraid of at thanksgiving is probably going to say something racist well, or what happens when that uncle gets drunk? Like, <laughs> right, what? Like, right. he never talks because something happened to him in his past, and he could go off at any minute. Like, so that's why he doesn't drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was like I said. It was. Uh, it was cool to just kind of go along for the ride, even though a lot of times I, like I said, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep going. But, but sometimes, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes yeah. that's you know, you can just kind of take it for what it is and i and i did find myself stopping to kind of look for things in the artwork and and stuff like that so i uh yeah overall i really i was glad i was glad that you picked this one because because i did enjoy it yeah and again i think this this is another one that that speaks to how i read comics too like i love some of the iconic characters out there in comics but i love finding these like random one-off stories too um and I know I mention comicsology all the time, but this helps me do it because I, I don't have the time to go to a comic book store where I can talk to somebody as much about, you know, what's out there. So 
coming across these having that comicsology unlimited where i can just kind of gamble and and pick some stuff up makes that awesome because i don't i don't really have and again there are a lot of great brick and mortars near me i just don't have the time to do that anymore right right and the cool thing about a book like this too it has that like cult classics movie feel to it. Like it's one of those things where if you're talking to a comic book fan and you're like, oh, have you ever read Star Slammers? You're you're going to get a ton of people that are like, oh, no, I don't even know what that is. But you're going to get that one person every once in a while who's like, oh, my God, I love that book. You know, just like with kind of off-the-wall movies or, or things like that that not a lot of people have seen. It's yep. like the you know the people that have seen it are, you know, probably probably did enjoy it. And, and you know, so I it kind of had that feel to it uh, for me as well. Yeah, and it's one of those things too where it just ends too. Like, <laughs> right. it literally just ends. Like, yeah. I was like, wait, did I? Is there more? Like, <laughs> yeah. What just happened here? Yeah. Um, yeah. That was cool. All right. Anything else about Star Slammers? No, just again, you know, uh, my big thing is don't be afraid to try something that looks a little, uh, little different. You know, uh, always give it a whirl. You never know what you're going to find out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm picking for next month, and I had a thought earlier of doing something Halloween themed uh, because for October, but I think I'm going to stick with my original pick just because the, the one that crossed my mind was Batman the Long Halloween, but we've done a few other Batman books, so maybe we'll save that. And I don't want to force you know a Halloween type book, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my original pick, which is on Comicsology Unlimited right now. It's one that I have not read but wanted to. So when I saw it on there, I was like, oh, this is a character we haven't done much with yet, and it's supposed to be a great story. So I'm gonna pick Spider-Man Blue, which was. Um, have you read that one? No. Okay, so Spider-Man Blue was when uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale – or wait, now am I mixing things up with, uh, with Batman Long Halloween? Now my brain's let – me, let me check real quick. Uh, it's Loeb, yeah. It is, okay. Okay, so um, – uh, yeah, it was Loeb and Sale. Okay, so I, I was because I think they did the Long Halloween too. <laughs> so um, my brain was getting uh, mixed up, but they did a few different books with these uh, color titles. Like they did uh, Daredevil Yellow, and I think they did Hulk Gray, and a few other ones. So this one, it, it was six issues, so it's a shorter one, and it's one that I, I remember being critically acclaimed. So one that I wanted to check out. So uh, and and like I said, I don't, I don't think we've done much with Spider-Man on the show. So no, and I, I know um, uh, just not kind of thinking ahead, maybe we could try to loop our uh, good friend uh, Rafe Granger in uh, to come on, maybe. Because uh, he's always been a big Spider-Man fan. That's a great uh, idea. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe next month we can have a, a special guest. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, he loves Spider-Man. So, all right. So yeah. So next time for read this, check out Spider-Man Blue. Again, it's available on Comicsology Unlimited. So if you if you, do, if you do get that, I know it sounds like we're shilling every month, but uh, it's uh, for the price. I, you, if you're a comic book fan and you have the time to read a bunch of books, you, you can't beat it because there's so many things you can try. You can try Star Slammers. You can check out Spider-Man Blue. So uh, that is what we will read for next month. One quick thing with with Comicsology Unlimited. I, I don't just end up with kind of Marvel and um, DC. Like this has let me find a lot of old image stuff, a lot of old boom. Like there's a lot, they have a ton of publishers on there. So I don't want people to think it's just kind of one and done. Now it is making Jeff Bezos a pretty penny because uh, it is an <laughs> Amazon, like Amazon. Company, but it's got IDW, Dark Horse, Dynamite, boom, uh, Valiant. And then it has all these weird ones I've never heard, like Monkey Brain, uh, <laughs> Avatar, Viz, um, there's a ton of uh, manga on here as well, which I, I, we did our manga, I think. Um, and those are just some of the bigger studios that are listed. Like, yeah. um, well, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you too, manga wise. I've been loving the anime for uh, which I had never seen, uh, Record of Lotos War. And so there's a good chance I'm gonna want to go check out the uh, the manga that it came from. <laughs> so just a warning. Um, 
but yeah, you're absolutely right. There's just so much on there that yeah, you don't if you if you love Marvel and, and DC, cool. There's going to be tons for you to dig into. But if you want to, you know, stretch out a little and, and find some some off the beaten path type of stuff, there's so much there. Uh, and, and they do a good job too with recommendations too. Like if it's like, oh, you you know you like this, you know, check this out. And so um, yeah, it's a it's it's a really good service. All right, I think we're I think we're done with shilling and uh, <laughs> all that. We'll move on. Mm. Another day, another slip of gold-pressed latinum. I suppose it could be worse. Damn, it's worse! Red alert! Shields! Why can't it just be a cup of coffee? Just once! We have you surrounded, Captain. There's no place to go. We can't go on a Geek Nation tour? There's adventure, scenery, companions. I could stand a bit of a getaway. So many phasers, so little fun. Instead, relax and get away on a Geek Nation tour. And please don't make the super suit green or animated. All right, welcome into the Somebodies. This is where we take a character that maybe you don't know as well and shine a spotlight on them. And it was my turn to pick this time. And I went with one that I'm, I'm not sure Andy knows a whole lot about, but I went with uh, the spoiler, but specifically Stephanie Brown uh, from the Batman comics. So, Andy, did, did you know much about her? No, this is one I had to go do some reading on. Yeah, so uh, so Stephanie Brown, she was the daughter of a Batman villain called the Clue Master, and she had her own uh, hero persona of the Spoiler, and she would actually go on to become the fourth Robin, and actually the fourth Batgirl as well, the only character to don the mantle of both Robin and Batgirl. She had. She was actually the Batgirl in the Batgirl ongoing comic from 2009 to 2011. So, so for me, her introduction and everything was right in the wheelhouse of you know I talked about before with, with Norm Breifogel. I was reading Batman pretty regularly through. Uh, I'm going to say late 90s because I think it was mo- when I moved to New Hampshire, well into the 2000s, and I wasn't just reading Batman. I was reading. Batman, I was reading Detective Comics, I was reading Nightwing, I was reading Robin, I was reading Batgirl, I was reading Birds of Prey. I was all in on the Batman family of books. So her introduction was right when I was reading very consistently and really deep in the Batman mythos at that point. And she was in, she was uh, created by Chuck Dixon, who's one of my favorite uh, writers in comics of all time. Had a great run on The Punisher early on in that uh, in that series when that first started, and uh, has done some great stuff with Batman. So she was kind of a, a love interest for Tim Drake as well. And they teamed up and had some really cool storylines together, which was neat because it was two young, you know, teenage adventurers kind of doing their own thing. And and, uh, I I just I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought they had a really good dynamic. They did a um, there was a pregnancy uh, storyline, which kind of caused some uh, a little bit of a stir with people. And uh, I don't know, it was just at that time, I just really enjoyed what was going on with her, but uh, she also, uh, spoilers, uh, for the spoiler, uh, she died in a very controversial story in, um, I think, I want to say it was during the, I want to say it was during No Man's Land, but I don't think that's right, because Batman did a whole bunch of um, ongoing story arcs that would go all through their books. And again, I was reading all of them, so it didn't, you know, I wasn't having to pick up anything extra, so I really enjoyed them, but there was Contagion, which was about a uh, a disease outbreak in Gotham, and then No Man's Land. There was a big earthquake that kind of cut Gotham off from the rest of the U.S. and it was it was declared martial law in No Man's Land. And uh, so there were all these storylines. And oh, sorry, it was war crimes. That was the that was the storyline. So what happened was she was badly injured uh, by Black Mask, one of um, Batman's bad guys, and the doctor that. That Batman has a close relationship with. And I can't. I, her name's skipping my mind right now. Do you know who I'm talking about? The. Nope. Um, <laughs> Sorry. This is like this. This is like the Batman. This is when I lost the most interest in Batman. Was about when you were uh, reading. <laughs> when I was when I was really in on it. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's see. Let me. Leslie let me Tompkins. Yes. Thank you, Leslie Tompkins, who was a long time. Thank uh, you, Infinite. Yeah, a long time Batman. Uh, 
uh, side character and a confidant of Batman, essentially because she had felt that Batman had gone too far in his war on crime and bringing in these young heroes. She essentially did not treat her injuries and Stephanie Brown died as a result. And it was very controversial because like they kind of took a character in, in Dr. Tompkins who'd been around a long time and was a very, you know, a very trusted figure with Batman. And they kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know. They kind of changed what her character had been and obviously it goes against the Hippocratic Oath and all that type of stuff. So so there was a lot of controversy around that. And I, I felt at the time reading it that it was it did feel a little contrived. It felt like out of character and and a little unnecessary. So uh, after that, I, it looks like she's uh, she doesn't exist anymore in the in the new 52 timeline so that's kind of interesting although oh no wait sorry i'm reading further in wikipedia uh it sounds like she was reintroduced as uh, as the spoiler uh, a few years back so well i think they did a th- whole thing too where and again it's one of those things where you can always rewrite i think they said almost that she didn't die um well and uh, yeah the new 52 was a reboot anyway for you know for a lot of characters so it was it was easy to to bring her back if they needed to yeah and again i think um so i didn't know that much about her i think it's really kind of neat what you know what they did there in terms of her being both robin batgirl a kind of a a superhero you know uh, you know i know they've done it with like jessica jones and like misty knight like having you know being pregnant having you know kids and stuff um but i i always like when they're able to kind of bring some of that real world stuff into into kind of a a storyline especially with characters that aren't super powered right right and she you know it's it i thought she was a good female character too not there was no uh there wasn't a lot of stereotypical stuff with her and her costume the spoiler costume i always thought was really cool it's like a um sort of purplish which maybe you know is a little leaning too much on the um you know maybe making it too feminine or whatever but i don't i don't think personally i don't think that's a big deal but i i liked the costume because it was another one of those that you see from a lot of the batman family female uh, heroes in that it's not it's not revealing it's not impractical it was a it was a good like solid costume with like a and a neat design a little bit reminiscent of moon knight because kind of like the pointed hood um that comes down over the top and um you know a mask underneath that with with her eyes showing and um i i always liked the character's design i thought i thought it was a really interesting look and when they changed her over to robin again they didn't they didn't like sex it up or anything like that. They, it was a very traditional looking Robin outfit, but just adapted slightly. Um, and then her, her same thing with her Batgirl, her Batgirl outfit was very much like uh, Cassandra Cain's and a lot of the other Batgirls and, you know, just pretty much the Batman outfit uh, slightly tweaked with a little bit more color and, you know, a pretty standard cowl too, like Batman. So, you know, they, I just always thought her designs were really what they did with her were always really cool and not, um, you know, insulting or, or, you know what I mean? Over sexualized because they were, they were just practical, uh, costumes that, that kind of made sense. Yeah. I think it's, I think it looks, you know, uh, like a cool costume. Um, and, but it does look like it changed over time as well. But this, again, it's, it's a neat, I like that this character had enough of a storyline that kind of got to keep going, go beyond kind of her origin story. Um, and I think anytime you do that with a character, it shows that, you know, there's some longevity in there. There's a reason to have it keep going. Yeah. And I, I think she was popular enough to, you know, that's why I'm glad, you know, I'll have to look a little deeper to see what's going on with her currently. But I, I liked that they brought her back because a character that, you know, nobody really cared about, there wouldn't have been the fuss over her, how she died and there wouldn't have been much call. You know, they just would have buried her with new 52 and, and not really brought her up again. So to see that she's back shows that the character did have some, you know, some fans. So, uh, so I, that's good to see. I like that. Yeah. Not a character I knew all that much about though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, maybe now you'll check some of those out. Although it sounds like that's when you checked out for Batman. Well, that's when it like, 
it really got hard for me to know what was going on with Batman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. there was just so much going on with Batman. I was like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what's going on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was my pick for, uh, for the somebody this month. So unless you have anything else to add, Andy, I think we'll wrap it up on the spoiler. Um, but, uh, again, yeah, check out some of those. Um, and, and again, I don't know if those are on comiXology unlimited or not, but I really enjoyed those crossover stories, um, from that particular time frame in the Batman mythos, because, uh, I thought they were really good. I especially liked, uh, contagion. So yeah, yeah not, that, yeah. Like I said, not a storyline I was all that familiar with. So yeah, maybe I'll check them out. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to close the book on the somebody's then. All right, thank you so much for joining us. This has been issue 18 of Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. Uh, I'm looking at the mailbag. I'm not seeing anything on uh, Facebook. Now, Jamie D. Egan-Searle, who's a a constant and uh, frequent contributor and a a good friend of the show, he had another question, but I'm afraid to discuss it, and I don't think I will just because it's it's slightly spoiler-ish for the Netflix Marvel series uh, and I've I'm way behind on it so I don't want to lead anyone down a certain <laughs> thought process or, or path with his question so I'm going to leave it and we'll revisit it a little later but it has to do with the second season of Defenders and there's a bunch of stuff I still haven't seen and I'm not even sure where you are No I haven't I'm way behind on all of that Okay so all right Jamie we're going to table that and we'll come back to it Later on, when when myself and Andy and, and other people have had a chance to uh, to to catch up, because I think it's a great question, and in in the future, we'll when we come back to it, we'll know if your suggestion was accurate too. So we'll give you credit if because uh, he, he he has a, a hunch about who the bad guy is going to be. So we'll um so we'll we'll leave that for now, and and if he did call it, then we'll make sure he uh, gets credit where credit is due. Uh, yeah, if you want to ask us questions for the mailbag, you can check our Facebook page. It's Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. If you're not someone that does Facebook, I, I'm totally okay with you emailing me. Uh, it's I-M-C-L-A-R-K at Comcast.net. And just put, if you would, put like Hero Man and Sidekick Boy in the subject line. So, because I get a ton of a ton of spam <laughs> on a daily basis and I have to weed through. So, if you, if you put something, if I, I'm not going to recognize your name, so... Um, unless you're a frequent emailer or contributor. So just put Hero Man and Sidekick Boy in the, in the subject line, and then I'll know. We also so. do have an email account. Uh, we do? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever checked that. What is it? Uh, I don't, we don't really give it out. So oh, it we is, should. It's Hero Man and Sidekick Boy at gmail.com, and that's all one thing. So it's H-E-R-O-M-A-N-A-N-D. <laughs> S I D E K I C K B O Y. Hero Man and Sidekick Boy. At gmail.com. Uh, I don't gmail. even know how to check that mail. You'll have to. Did you set that one up? Yeah, I I? <laughs> we have a We have a Twitter account, too. Uh, we don't, we're not good with the social media stuff. I am I am all gung ho when I set this stuff up. <laughs> um, but real life takes over. Um, and I also don't typically give it out because I'm off. It's not that I don't want people to send emails to it. It's just, that I know if you do like what I'm like, I'm like, Oh no, now I gotta, now I gotta figure this out. So, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll set it up. So that forwards emails on to me and Ian, uh, from there. Oh, that's a good idea. There we go. That I can figure out. That'll be great. Yes. All right. Yeah. Email us. Give us give us questions. Hero man at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know if you've picked up any of the things that we've suggested and read this or anywhere else, or suggestions for a somebody that we might want to tackle, or any of that type of stuff. Anything anything you want just to talk about comics is cool. And invite us to your uh, multi level marketing uh scenes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would like to sell clothes out of my basement. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so drop us a line and uh, let us know what's going on another thing you could do that would be a big help is if you could go to itunes and uh you'll have to do a review for the freebooters network in general but if you can leave a review there and just in the review say hey the i i i download 
hero main and sidekick boy that's my favorite one or or whatever you want to say about it anything that you can put on there and mention this particular podcast among the freebooters network shows um would be a big help to us and it kind of and it it helps other people find us that's what's great too is that it's not because we're under the network umbrella it's a little more difficult to find us specifically as a comic book podcast so anything you want to do to spread the word would be greatly appreciated we know we have a lot of people that really do enjoy the show and we we hear from them uh a lot but it'd be cool to hear other people that you know we haven't heard from yet or or just new people that that are coming on board and listening because um we uh you know we have a lot of fun doing this and we we love comics and uh we would like for as many people to be checking us out and and participating and um emailing or or checking us out on facebook and just interacting joining the adventure (laughs) yeah yeah, it's a crossover with Hero Man and Sidekick Boy and you. Yeah. So <laughs> an amalgam of <laughs> yeah. one bad idea and one good idea. Uh so all right, so that's all I've got for uh for this one. Anything else, Andy? Or are we good to yeah, wrap that's, up? I think that I think we're good to wrap up. Beautiful. All right, I had fun as usual. Uh so thanks, Andy, as always. And thank you, sir. And thanks to our editor, Justin, who sat in on this one and uh, recording. So hopefully we'll get that nice, nice sound again for this issue. And uh, read Spider-Man Blue for next time. And check out Star Slammers if what we talked about tonight interests you. And uh, check out some of the awesome comics that we've talked about as well in our current poll lists. So uh, all kinds of stuff to dig into and, and uh, spend your money on, which is uh, – that's that's the one complaint we always get is you guys make me spend so much money on books. So, but that's good. Yeah, sorry. so all right well thank you again andy and i'm gonna sign off and we will be back next month you'll probably hear this one either very late september or early october but we'll still be back in october we're not uh we're not skipping out so you will hear us again in another month until then it's a four color world we're just living in it This has been Hero Man and Sidekick Boy, a part of the Freebooters Network. Please check out our Facebook page and head to the Freebooters Forum to engage with us about the current episodes or about things you'd like to hear us talk about. And please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. Thanks so much for listening.